the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show on 94.5 in Dayton and 98.9 in Columbus. Really appreciate you guys joining us today. And we have spent in the past week a lot of time on the drama at the Ohio State House, where the new Speaker of the House, Jason Stevens, was a surprise Speaker of the House. It was supposed to be Derek Maron, a guy who was in his last term. He could therefore be a very courageous Speaker of the House. He didn't have to worry about, oh, you did this and you're so unpopular, we're going to vote you out. And he had a commitment to enacting conservative policies like the backpack bill, like House Bill 454, 616. And we came out of the midterms, disappointments nationally, but here in Ohio, a red wave, exactly what we wanted. One of the most important races on the ballot was for your Republican Central Committee representatives. And in light of all the drama that's gone on at the State House with Jason Stevens backdooring his way into the Speaker's race, I wanted to check in with one of the people that we backed for Republican Central Committee to get her views on this. She's Melanie Lenahan, and Melanie joins us now. And I'm going to assume that you are uh, as chagrined as I am that Derek Maron did not end up the Speaker of the House after he was uh, unanimously backed by all the Republicans in this current Ohio House back in November. Yeah, Bruce, your assumption would be 100% accurate, um, chagrined being a, a light definition of what I'm feeling right now about what they have done. Okay, so what where what, is, what happened sorry. and how and how do you – is it fixable? It is fixable. It is fixable. We have 22, uh, well, so-called Republicans. That remains to be seen. Uh, any one of them that does not um, undo – what they have done, uh, rescind their vote for Jason Stevens and get back in caucus with their Republican colleagues and honor their Republican voters. Um, they, those folks can fix this. So if six of them, if six of the 22 would stop and say, oh, my gosh, what have I done? I have kicked every Republican voter in the state of Ohio under the bus. And I'm going to go back and, and and I've also lied to all of my Republican colleagues. I'm going to I'm going to backpedal here and acknowledge that what I've done is wrong. Caucus with with my Republican colleagues and get Derek Marin into the speakership. It is fixable if that could happen. Melanie Linehan is our guest. She is the uh, representative from the uh, Delaware County area on the Republican Central Committee. So what would be their motivation to change their mind? Because they obviously had the chance to back Derek Maron. They chose to team up with all the, re- the all the Democrats in the House of Representatives. And what would cause them to change their mind? There was a censure resolution the other day, but I mean, it looked to me like it was watered down. They're not threatened with any funding or anything. It was just a very light tap on the wrist as to what could have been uh, the result of that sanctioning. So why would they change their mind? Well, a couple things, Bruce. First of all, um, censuring is not just a light tap on the roof. And if they get primaried, and that is going to be uh, all over the literature, they will have a hard time um, winning a re-election. Now, a lot of them 
they're terming out, so they really they don't care. But there are, are many of them who do. But the other motivation would be that um, uh, State Central Committee is not finished with them yet. And I think that uh, State Central Committee is giving them an opportunity, uh, somewhat of a grace period, to realize that, you know, another motivation is that what they've done is really wrong. I mean, the brevity of, of what they have done, the ramifications are devastating to what we're trying to do in Ohio. They are threatening um, the protection of Ohio children. They are threatening parental rights. They are threatening the progress we've made in the pro-life movement. They are killing the backpack bill. They are killing several bills that are so important to Republicans across this great state. And most importantly, they are, are considering giving the redistricting of the state of Ohio to unelected faux unbiased firms. We all know that the League of Women Voters is a radical leftist group. They are not nonpartisan or bipartisan. They are not unbiased. They are radical leftists. The George Soros group, they try to call these people unbiased groups. That's who these Democrats want to turn over the redistricting to, people who aren't even elected, who don't have to pay a price later for, their, for what they do. That is what the Democrats are, are, are shooting for. And these 22 have basically taken a supermajority and handed it to the Democrats. Yeah, that's exactly right. Melanie Lenahan, Republican Central Committee, here with us on the Bruce Hooley Show. But the 22 Republicans who did this did it for a reason. I disagree with their reasons. Obviously, you disagree with their reason. The assumption is they got really plum committee assignments. And the dirty little secret of politics, Melanie, is that most people aren't primaried in Ohio House races. And even worse, most voters in Ohio don't even know who their Ohio House representative is. I think these women and men are banking on the fact that, you know, they're probably going to forget about this in two years. Everything will return to normal. Besides, I'm the incumbent. I have the name recognition and I'll win. So that's just kind of the scenario that I see. And it lends to the hopelessness that I feel about how this is all unfolded. Well, I would say traditionally, you're right. But I have more faith in the Republican voter in Ohio. I believe that the Republican voter in Ohio, whether it be a parent who's being shut out of their child's life, whether it be a parent who would be arrested if he handed out the materials that they're teaching inside of the schools, they are waking up and they are realizing that the root of this is at state central committee and our legislators. And the reason that this country is spiraling down a leftist uh, you know, spin, crash, and burn here is because of Republicans that have done exactly what these 22 have done. And we are trying to educate our voter base here in Ohio, and they are listening, and they, are, they have become awoken. They are not woke, but they are awakened. They are awakening to what is going on. And these 22 are the poster children for what's wrong with our country. Melanie Lenahan, Republican Central Committee, Delaware County. What uh, are you hearing about the relationship between the loyal Republicans, the ones who stuck with and uh, backed their promise to vote for Derek Maron, and the 22 who did not, who teamed up with Democrats and who obviously are going to enact the educational agenda of the teachers unions in the state of Ohio? There, to me, were some very, very frosty relationships between these two factions, the authentic factions, uh, faction and the uh, one that, for whatever reason, did what it did. 
at the very time we're speaking right now, the two factions could be separate down at the state house. Uh, Derek Marin supposedly meeting with the people who backed him for speaker today to form, for lack of a better term, however you look at it, a third caucus, a first caucus. It'll have more members in it than the 22 turncoat Republicans can comprise on their own. I can't imagine that there's going to be beyond just the turncoat Republicans deference to the teachers unions on education. I can't imagine that outside of that, there's going to be a whole lot of things that Democrats and the 22 agree on. And it's not a healthy situation for Republican voters in the state of Ohio to have elected a Republican supermajority. And yet that supermajority is split basically two thirds authentic, one third inauthentic. Because they're thinking that they're just going to operate the ones who stuck with Marin as their own separate caucus, still trying to get their agenda enacted. This looks bad from the outside, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's not the ideal way to get things done. No, no, this is this is um, any any of these uh, the other Republicans, the the good Republicans, the real Republicans, those who are representing um, their constituents. Any of them that go over and partner with these rhinos, Republican in name only, at this point, again, there's a grace period here. I'm hoping a lot of them will realize what they've done is horrible and how they've turned their backs on their constituents is not acceptable. But any of those that go over uh, and and partner with the Democrats like these 22, they will not be, um, uh, things won't go well for them, and they know that. So, no, the relationship is not good because... Jason Stevens lied to all of them. He lied. He he committed. They all committed that whoever won in the caucus of the 67 Republicans, that they would get behind them and support them. They lied to them. So they can't trust anything that speaker says or does. The Republican voter, the Republican uh, representatives, they cannot trust Jason Stevens. He looked them in the eye and he lied to them. And then he went on to say to some of them that the Republican policies were not good for Ohio, that the Democrat policies are good for Ohio. Well, he can think whatever he wants, but that's not what the voters of Ohio think. Otherwise, they wouldn't have voted for a supermajority of Republicans. So obviously, it's a very, very frustrating situation, to say the least. Finally, what would you have voters do? Is there anything voters can do now? What would you encourage them to do as a member of the Republican Central Committee in the state? Yeah, so the list of traders is available everywhere. And I would encourage, and their phone numbers or their email addresses. And I would encourage Republican voters to reach out to them and implore them and ask them to please reconsider and to caucus with the Republicans, the authentic Republicans, as you're calling them, and to move our agenda forward so that we look more like Florida instead of more like Michigan. Yeah, great point. We don't have a strong leader in the governor's chair like they do in Florida, and I think that is what certainly has uh, has contributed to this situation. I am yeah. exceedingly glad that you were elected. I knew you would be great in your role. I know you won't back down. You're a fighter, and I love that about you, and I thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thanks to your listeners as well. Have a good day, Bruce. I've lost track of how many Twitter files disclosures we have had. They all have been revelatory when it comes to the fact that our federal government was actively engaging in trying to circumvent the First Amendment and freedom of speech. 
The mainstream media has chosen to largely ignore this. Similarly, they are ignoring a lawsuit filed by the attorneys general in Missouri and Louisiana to uncover collusion efforts in that same exact exercise. The federal government and big tech companies censoring COVID-related posts that the government deemed misinformation. Now, the reason why this is big and the reason why you should pay attention to it is because when it's a state attorney general, they can subpoena Biden administration officials, government officials, including Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci already gave a deposition in this case. And when you see Anthony Fauci on TV, does he ever seem to be stuck for words or does his memory ever fail to serve him? I mean, other than when he says, I never advocated for the closing of schools. That's not his memory failing him. That's him lying to cover his sorry little keister. But in this deposition that Anthony Fauci had to appear to because he got a subpoena and he had to respond to the subpoena, Mr. I Represent Science said 174 times that he could not recall relevant information about the role he played in the federal government's COVID response. 174! I don't remember. I can't recall. So... The reason why I bring this up is because, A, you should be paying attention to this on a daily basis, this case, but also because the Twitter files are restricted to just Twitter. And the assumption has been, by me and many others, is that other big tech companies were engaging in this kind of censorship. But, you know, Elon Musk didn't buy Facebook and he didn't buy Instagram. So we can't get a look at the internal documents, except we can because of this lawsuit that Missouri and Louisiana are engaged in. And guess what they found in their subpoenas? They found that the Biden administration actively pressured Facebook to censor Fox News host Tucker Carlson and others for criticizing the COVID shots. (laughs) Oh, they just look like such clowns on this because it's worse now that we have more and more people dropping dead under suspicious circumstances. I read of two more today. In fact, and this is sad because what did I do with that story? One of them is a 17-year-old high school senior at Western Brown High School right here in Ohio. I attended a football playoff game in November with Western Brown High School as the team that competed in a tremendous game that uh, they lost the game. But one of their seniors died recently. Did he have the vaccine? I don't know. Did this kid from the Air Force Academy who was playing football walk to class the other day who collapsed and died? Was he on the vaccine? I don't know. But I think it's a reasonable question to ask. Why are these people dropping dead? Damar Hamlin, the Buffalo safeties. Uh, the Buffalo Bills Center, by the way, he's been discharged from the hospital today. Praise the Lord. But that's not normal for a 24-year-old healthy elite athlete to collapse on a football field and have to be resuscitated twice. These are fair questions to ask, but you can't ask them. And you couldn't, at the time, say anything about the vaccine. Has this been vetted? Are they sure about the science behind this? Andrew Slavitt. What a perfect name for a bootlick who was senior advisor to Joe Biden's COVID response team, Andrew Slavitt. He sounds like a guy who would just 
shine Joe Biden's shoes with his tongue to have a powerful position in the government. He sent a an email to a Facebook official and a video of Tucker Carlson questioning the universal demand that people get the COVID jab. And he said, how does this Tucker Carlson video not qualify for removal under Facebook's policies? And Facebook said, sorry, it doesn't qualify. He goes, how is this not violative? In other words, how does this not violate? The second half of this segment is raising conspiracy theories about the government hiding that vaccines aren't all that effective. Maybe Tucker Carlson was telling the truth and maybe you're just a liar. And then Andrew Slavitt dropped the hammer. He said, the last time we did this kind of dance, it ended in an insurrection. Yes, of course, it was Facebook's fault that a couple crazy lunatics got out of hand on January 6th at the Capitol. In an email dated August 11th, 2022, Flaherty, who's another one of Biden's COVID response team lackeys, admonished Twitter for allowing posts contradicting White House claims to circulate on the platform. You don't dare question the state on this. Can't do it. Don't get in the middle of it. Well, they'll be coming after Tucker again because here was Tucker last night on Joe Biden's secret documents. He had actual classified information about a bunch of countries, including Ukraine, from his time as vice president. Why? Why is it always about Ukraine? What is going on in Ukraine? Why the obsession with Ukraine going back long before the Russian invasion of Ukraine, going back many years? Well, in this case, it turns out that three days before Joe Biden left his job as vice president in January of 2017, the Ukrainians were also a little bit confused about the focus on their country. In mid-January 2017, State Department officials circulated a report from Ukraine Forum, that's the Ukraine State Media Organization, and the report said this, and we're quoting, literally on the last days of his term, the U.S. Vice President Joe Biden is going to Kiev. How can we explain this attention to us? So even the Ukrainians were confused. Why is the president of the United States, the world's richest country, spending so much of his life focused on Europe's poorest country, Ukraine? What's going on? Well, here's one explanation. At the same moment that Joe Biden was visiting Ukraine as his last official act, his drug-addicted son, Hunter, was still making tens of thousands of dollars a month in a no-show job on the board of Burisma, the largest gas company in Ukraine. Natural gas, something Hunter Biden knew nothing about. Hunter Biden would hold that fake job until 2019. So is there a connection, just guessing here, between the fact that his son was getting rich from Ukraine for a no-show job and Joe Biden's 2017 trip to Ukraine on Air Force Two at your expense? That's a good question. Seems weird to me that a vice president leaving office would on his last day have to make a quick trip to Kiev. Got to make sure those... uh... Checks keep rolling in. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.